welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 134. I'm your host tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have just the one lone solitary bean on the line. The one who gets confused with me the most, Chewy. How's it going, mate? Good, good, mate. How are you? Um, Yeah, pretty good. I, I still can't wrap my head around how people confuse <laughs> the two of us. But like... Anyway. Our, our nicknames end in Y, like, I don't know, like it's you're skinny, I'm not, like, I, yeah, I don't know, like there's not that many similarities between us, we're both nerds maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, uh, I don't know yeah. how it happens, but some, somehow it does. It's happened for a really long time, it's not a new thing. It has, just, yeah. yeah, and it's like, and it's not like, uh, I don't know, it's just limited to a couple of people that know both of us really well, like it happens all the time with random other people. It happens with the other beans as yeah, well. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, random people that we've known for five minutes will do yep. it. So, uh, look, I I don't know. One of us should probably be happy about it and the other one should be offended by it. <laughs> I, I don't know which, which one. one's which. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, whatever. That is, it is what it is. Just got to accept it sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so a uh, bunch of different things to talk about on the podcast tonight, and uh, yeah, just the two of us. Uh, Cracker's having a night off, and Stu is asleep on the couch. As far as <laughs> as far as we that's can Stu's tell. default position, I think, <laughs> asleep on the couch. I think he spends more time there than in his actual bed. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably certainly more likely. time there than actually working. But yeah, it's uh, that's where he yeah, is. So we'll just wake hope up, Stu's Stu. Boss doesn't listen, listen to this. We didn't say he's asleep in the car. So that's a, that's okay. Yeah, although I've definitely had to do that a few times, and I I spend a lot of time on the road. That's that's part of my job. I just travel a lot, getting around to job sites and, and checking on things. And uh, yeah, I've definitely had those days where you're driving home, and it's like if I do not pull over and just have like a 15 minute power nap, I am going to crash. So full <laughs> confession, just gonna, just gonna so find I- somewhere to pull over and sleep. So I, I work from home and I've got a one-year-old and there's there are times where, you know, she wakes up multiple times in the night and I have like a fragmented four-hour sleep. I've taken like a 20-minute, half-an-hour lunchtime kip on more than one occasion. So one of the perks of working from home, just go and have a little lie down. And uh, yeah, exactly like you said, it's a power nap and it gets you yep. through the day. Yeah. So. Just Pretty enough good. to get you home for, in my case. <laughs> yeah, Usually and what for I, me what to I, get through the afternoon. So it's yeah, right. yeah. What, what I, what I've found tends to work the most or the best is having a lot of snacks. <laughs> so every you just morning keep it's like I'm, eating. I pack, I pack my lunch or whatever, but then it's like I grab half a dozen snacks from the cupboard that are for the kids and, and keep them in my center console. And it's like I drive and it's like, oh, I'm getting tired. All right. Time for a packet of shapes. <laughs> so my problem is I do that. And I, I gain weight where you don't. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's an issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. As usual, we are way off topic. So let's talk about Magic the Gathering stuff, seeing as that's, uh, that's what we're it's here we for. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, before we get into all those topics, do you want to tell us about our awesome sponsors? Oh, would I ever? The, the Magic Beans podcast is brought to you by the fine folk at Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They're a Facebook auction group with nightly auctions and win it now posts. They have primo auctions on the weekend and their full-time auctioneer means that you can bundle postage. You can pick up amazing, amazing bargains with excellent communication and you get things shipped out super, super fast. So go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au, get bidding. And when you win something, do us a favor and just tell them, that the beans sent you, and then they'll keep sponsoring us, and then we can keep doing what we do, and it's all, you know, it's just a win-win. JPMTGBizarre.com.au. Very good. All right. Uh, hopefully it doesn't come through too much. I'm assuming you could probably hear it, Chewy, but hopefully it doesn't come through too much in the edit. Uh, my wife's decided to put the uh, the washing machine on that's like three metres away from <laughs> from where I'm sitting, so it'll be finished soon. But anyway, well done, Kat. If, if that does come through. No, Discord's doing a good job of noise cancelling, but yes, what's well, being picked up clearly by- Clearly, Audacity yeah. is not. <laughs> um, you, you got a new mic. Is that- No, not yet, yet. Not yet. No, no. Oh, but I, okay. I did- uh, I got in on the Prime Day deals this week, and yeah, I've had this mic that I've been eyeing, eyeing off. It was like 500 bucks, and uh, I got it for like 180 
Wow, nice. So, yeah, pretty happy with that. So we'll see how that that should be here by next week. So hopefully I'll I'll be on next week's podcast and uh, yeah, the the listeners can tell me if I sound any better or if I sound worse. Maybe my voice will be clearer and that won't be a good thing. So we will see. Time, time yeah, we'll, we'll do a poll. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the magic news. Uh, yeah, something that was announced, I guess, came out this week. Uh, there was an article and, and a few different things getting around on the internet is Channel Fireball has been sold to TCG Player, which is uh, interesting. right? Yeah, yeah, I mean... Channel Fireball's been in a weird place for a little while. Like they, obviously, they, you know, they've been around for a long time. They did articles and uh, videos, and uh, you know, they sponsored podcasts and different things like that. And then, uh, and as well as being an online store, you know, uh, you, you can jump on their online store. You can buy magic cards, get them delivered to your house, all that sort of thing. And then, I think maybe like eighteen months ago or two years ago, something like that. Now they they changed their model and they they basically sold off all their stock to various other uh, online stores uh, or, or physical stores and turned into a, a marketplace model which is basically what TCG player actually does uh, or very similar where other stores and different things they they put up listings through TCG player so TCG player is almost like eBay I guess for for um, magic cards so Channel 5 will move to that sort of model and I don't know if it hasn't been working for them or TCG players just sort of come in and uh, taken things over. But uh, or, Do you think or, or TCG given- player have gone, hang on, guys, that's our turf, and do you think it was hostile? Because, like, it seems like it it, it could be, but all of the, the language and, and the line that people are, are spruiking, including LSV, you know, are really trying to sell it as a as a good thing. Uh, I I don't know if it's a good thing. Like we're <laughs> not no in idea. the states, so I don't really you know engage with those sites because you know buying sealed product from you know from Channel Fireball is challenging often here. <laughs> so yeah, I, what does it mean for you know the magic market, the secondary market? Is it, there's less competition now, but there's also more. Uh, collaboration and uh, you know, there's more stock and there's more infrastructure working together. So, so uh, yeah, I, d- I don't know whether it's a good thing or not. I honestly, like, I I don't know. I'm sure yeah. everybody's got you know different <laughs> opinions on it, but yep. uh, yeah, I think it's a uh, I think it's a kind of wait and see for for your average Magic player. Probably not going to affect us too much. No, but no. Yeah. And especially us here in Australia, like we, like you said, buying, I've bought stuff from TCG player. Sometimes if I'm putting in a big order of, of cards, it is worthwhile jumping on there because you can buy from a bunch of different stores, but then have it all shipped in one uh, package. So you can sort of combine postage, even though it's coming from a bunch of different stores, like they all ship it to TCG player, then TCG player ship it to you so that works works quite well cfb i don't think i've ever bought anything off of like it, it just value wise it just kind of isn't there for us here in australia so yeah it's a, it's a bit hard to tell no idea what it's going to be like um you know part part of this acquisition cfb uh, owned a, a company called binder pos or pos which is point of sale that's a system that a lot of like local game stores and things like that use for managing their inventory and, and doing their actual sales of, of magic cards. So TCG Play will now own that. They've, they've then obviously got CFB's content uh, stuff, like all their all their articles and, and people that uh, make content for them, the marketplace. And then CFB Events, who were doing all the GPs and things in the States or, or everywhere for, for a little while. I'm not sure what they're running in terms of events now. So, yeah, i got no idea what this means. I don't know if it was a CFB are struggling and someone please buy us or if it was TCG player coming in going, nope, we don't want you around anymore, so we're just going to take you out. I, I, I don't know. It, it could be a, a bunch yeah, of different things. Yeah, who knows? Probably doesn't the make a huge events, difference. Yeah, the CFB events entity kind of just gone the way of the dodo uh, with the, the pandemic, so that's, you know, not really... It's already gone, so it's not like TCG player are going to come in and, you know, pull that out from under us, so, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, we'll wait and see. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, people like LSV have been saying, yep, this is a great thing, but LSV, I believe, 
I don't think he actually works. I'm not sure what his relationship is with CFB because he's part of like Direwolf Games who do what's that other online game? Eternal? Is it Eternal? Yeah, I think so. But uh, LSV was you know one of the founders of Channel Fireball, but I don't know what his don't know what his relationship is currently or or was uh, before sale. So. Uh, but yeah, I guess, I guess we wait and see. But yeah, I guess it's, it's news worth talking about. Uh, we don't know what the outcome's gonna be. We don't know, you know, too much about it, honestly. So I guess we just be aware of it and wait and see. And, you know, for anybody, you know, particularly in the US that, uh, may be affected by that, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Like hit us up on Twitter or, uh, drop into our Discord and, and let us know your, your thoughts on it. Genuinely interested. Yep. Very good. All right, so another thing that came out recently, there was a state of the game announcement uh, where they they sort of do updates on what's going on in Arena. Most of the, the article was about alchemy and um, Baldur's Gate and the things that uh, we're not overly excited about. But in there, there was also an announcement that uh, later this summer, which is summer in the States, uh, so it's later this winter for us here in Australia, uh, there's going to be two new anthology releases. So we've seen historic anthologies before they're actually up to number six and uh yeah usually they contain a couple of good cards and then a bunch of other random stuff that's not all that exciting but we're getting our first explorer anthology uh drop which is going to be pretty cool uh which will contain 20 explorer legal cards or cards that are legal in pioneer that, that will once they're released on arena become legal in explorer and they've got from iconic powerhouses to offbeat favorites. So I don't know what quite what that means. And then they're doing another historic anthology drop. So another 20 cards for historic. But so this is their strategy to bring, uh, historic, uh, sorry, to bring, uh, pioneer into arena through yeah, these yeah, anthologies. This, is, this right? is their slow, slow drip of cards into explorer to, yeah, to bring it in line with what's legal in pioneer. So. I would expect this will be, so we've got 20 cards. You're going to get, yeah, like three or four cards, you know, like I think you said before the podcast, you, you know, we might see Nykthos, which is a, a key card in a mono green deck in Pioneer at the moment. And basically, I think the rest of that deck is currently legal on Arena uh, for Explorer, but except for Nykthos. So you add that card in, all of a sudden you've now got effectively a, a full pioneer deck legal on, on arena and then you add add a few other key cards that, that are missing here and there and then the offbeat favorites are going to be who, who knows what what but probably some cards that no one cares about and then maybe some in the middle that uh, that a few people are excited about so like what do you think of this and and what do you think uh, we're going to see i'm excited because even though it's a baby step I, I i'm excited that it is a step towards pioneer on arena uh look explore is really fun but i you can't play it anywhere in paper so having I mean, you can, having but you, you just well, need someone to run a tournament <laughs> someone has to yeah. yeah so it's not a supported paper um paper event and you know we've got you know we'll talk about it later we've got like the you know, ptq series coming up and you know the, you can't practice that on arena but so I'm, I'm really excited by this because i think it's a uh, a way to uh, a good way to introduce cards. It keeps people interested. It's a good way to refresh the format. They can keep an eye on what's happening in Explorer and introduce cards in an you know a particular order to keep the format fresh. Uh, which it, I, I think you know sounds really great. Let's hope their execution is better than their execution of you know other things. But I mean, how how good would it be to see like thing in the ice? Or oh, Nykthos yeah. or, yeah. you know, things like that that would really, really power up the format. You know, Idol on the Great Rebel. So there's so many things that could really uh, make the uh, make the format amazing. Um, you know, like Sylvan Carrioted, uh, Shrapnel Blast. You know, there's so many cards that, you know, would get people excited excited and to, to build decks. And one of the things, like, the mini game I will be playing is seeing what happens with the arena player base, which are playing way more games than paper, how different the metagames uh, or how quickly the metagame evolves. Because, you know, if you look at Explorer, how many games of Explorer get, get, uh, get played on 
on Arena versus how many games of Pioneer get played in paper. And it is a, you know, it's night and day, right? Like there's oh, yeah. so many more games. So the top decks, the tier decks that we know about Pioneer at the moment, are they actually in their final form? Yeah, who knows? I mean, there yeah. is... Pioneer does get played on Magic Online, and, and for quite a while, Pioneer was basically not getting played on Magic Online until the like PT got announced as being Pioneer, and now it's had a huge revival. So it, it is popping off a fair bit on Magic Online, but still, that would be nowhere near what gets played on Arena. So uh, yeah, who knows? Like it's <laughs> we're we're clearly not the. Uh, the metagame breakers or, or the people that can really figure out what a, what a defined metagame is. And, and when you've got such a wide open format, it is really hard to say what is the, the top deck because there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of variables in there. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm excited though. I, I hope we see some, some cool cards and yeah, we, we're, we're going to say like when, when we spoke about Explorer, when the f- format was first announced, people were saying, Oh, you know, wizards could just print 150 cards and we'd basically have pioneer. And we were very clear on there's no way they're going to do that because that's not how they make the most money out of it. They're going to do it this way. They're going to do 20 cards here and there, and that's how they make a ton of money at it. So what I we just have hope to wait is, for the full format. Yeah, I I just hope that the anthologies aren't priced like the wildcard bundles. I hope they've actually got value, and I hope they're actually showing some interest and commitment in growing the format, not creating barriers to entry. Like Magic players identify value that's what we do it's why we play this game so they it's okay they can make money that's fine but don't gouge right just make it an affordable thing where we can spend some gems and get get the cards that we want so we can play the format because it's going to bring more people if it's affordable some people will be like oh no this is going to cost me a fortune i'm just not going to bother or they can go oh it, it costs money okay but it's an appropriate amount of money so I'll, I'll pay that and you know then all of a sudden the format grows and it's much better so it just comes down to execution and then just trying not to you know bleed the player base dry at every single opportunity but history <laughs> that's exactly what wizards do <laughs> yeah it's just so annoying it's just like you would make more money wizards if you just th- thought long term and thought about retention it's like it's like staff right like like, let's just burn our stuff out. Let's make them work really hard. And then they go, no, I'm leaving. All right. And then the, all of those skills and like, it's not just one person that leaves. It's, it's everyone they're associated with. And then you're like, you've got this vacuum. And then, you know, you might, you, you make more money if you retain. You want, you don't just want to sell something to somebody once. You want to sell them, sell them things regularly and they become a, you know, a dependable source of revenue over a long term. Come on, wizards. Seriously. <laughs> Did you not go to business school? No. <laughs> Clearly <I> didn't. not. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah. but Explorer is sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Explorer is sweet. Uh, both you and I have been playing a lot of it. Uh, Cracker even finally got the stream fired up again uh, this week and, and played some Explorer as well, as well as cracking some uh, double Ooh. masters Ooh. collector's boxes. Oh, pretty. That smothering nice. tithe that he opened? Yeah. Um, I just like those lightning bolts. Oh, oh very nice. That's cool. Oh, I was disappointed he was one card short of a playset of them, but yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, very good. Very nice. All right. So continuing on with the theme of Explorer, we had our first one-day Explorer event. So we've run or we've been running one-day events for the last, what, three or four years or something like that, and typically they've been historic. I think we did one historic brawl event because people were requesting it. But usually they've been historic as, as sort of an alternate format to our leagues that have typically been standard. But we decided to do a uh, an Explorer one for this one-day event, and both you and I played in it, and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I streamed, so cool. I streamed the event, and uh, as tends to happen when I'm playing on stream, my deck decided to not be nice, but your deck went quite well. So give us a rundown on uh, how the event went, who won it, and... Uh, what decks you were pretty happy to see. Yeah, so uh, 16 players all up, uh, which is pretty good for, a, you know, lunchtime on a Saturday. We were pretty happy with that turnout. So shout out to all of the players that uh, made the time. Uh, it was taken out by Autolycus, 
who was on Simic Flash. Uh, so end up with a 4-0 finish. So uh, with our one-day events, there's no cut to top four or top eight. It's just play the Swiss and whoever's at the top gets the W. Uh, so Autolicus beat me in the final. I was playing my uh, Gruul uh, Transmogrify, go and get a turn three Titan of Industry and just crush with that. Uh, but my uh, my points, and I think if I... If I'm correct in remembering, so first and second will get envy points uh, for 16 players, which means that uh, Penchair, who's also on 3-1, uh, will get the additional envy point. Rolling Royce, Elwall, 20k Blue, uh, Mr. Pogan Space, and Wungasith rounding out the top eight. So lots of, uh, you know, familiar names and, you know, good good players, but... We had a, a really, really diverse metagame. So I'll just run through them in no particular order. We had Azzy G on Jun Midrange, Rolling Royce on the, uh, Green Black Harden Scales, Linden on Jeskai Control, Auto on Simic Flash, as I mentioned, Sierra Soldiers on Naya Tokens, uh, Wonka Sith. I had an absolute epic game three in my round against Wonka Sith on Absent Humans, 20k Blue on Boris Agro, uh, Penchair or Calvinel on mono green, Shorty with the Is It Creativity, and I, you've got some stories to tell from, from that event. <laughs> J Mud was playing five, a five color pile because any chance to play Niv Mizzet, he's there. Mr. Pokemon Space, Red Black Midrange, Mr. M, Rats in Planes. Uh, AV Cable was play, playing the Fight Rigging, uh, Saltai Ultimatum deck. The, uh, the international crew of uh, De Broom uh, was playing. Uh, he's called it Caffeinated Ubros. You played against him. What's uh, what was? <laughs> he's like, it's energy. Play Ugin. <laughs> he's playing. He was playing. Yeah, it was. It was team or energy. So he's trying to play Ugans and Ulamog. So that's the Ubros. <laughs> right. Okay. No worries. And Dark Flame Ash uh, rounding out our uh, players with uh, Azurius Flyers. So. Really diverse. I don't really, think we've really... actually got two of the same deck, do we? No, no, we we don't. <laughs> like, there's a couple of <laughs> different mid range decks. And... Nuts for like 16 players, 16 yeah. different decks. <laughs> that's that's insane. But that's indicative of the format, though, right? It, it's yeah. so diverse and and so much fun. You just play against different decks all the time, and you get good matchups and bad matchups and matchups you've never seen before, so you've no idea whether it was good or bad, and you know, it's it's the Wild West and it's it's really exciting and so much fun. Every game was different. Every every round was different. So, yeah, it's oh, – well, different for uh, – every round was different for me. Every round for you was the same where you just flooded out and just drew lands <laughs> for days. Just but, lands. <laughs> yeah, but everybody else was having a good time, Shorty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was having a good time. <laughs> there was definitely uh, some, I, some moments of just putting putting my head in my hands and just going – Yep. <laughs> Where it's like I've drawn a few too many lands here. I'll discard two lands from this uh the the, the, the Fable of the Mirror Breaker and what do you draw? Two two more two, lands. Two more course. lands, yeah. <laughs> oh, that happens. Um but yeah, I um I played against uh twenty K blue in the first round and took it down in three. Uh there was some rough mulligans on both our sides in the first two games, and then we had a good game, and I got there in game two. Uh, Wanga Sith, as I said, we played an absolute epic. His deck seemed really, really cool, uh, but I managed to eke out the the win. Uh, the top of my deck were... We both were drawing spells, but the spells I was drawing were Titan of Industry, not, you know, two, two creatures. Uh, so I just was able to go over the top. Uh, I then beat Rolling Royce uh, in two very quick games. I just had turn three Titan both games, and it was just a bit much for his snowball-y type value creature deck. Uh, and then uh, I lost in three to uh, to the eventual winner there in Wanga Sith, who – sorry, sorry, in Autolycus, Autolycus. Um who, yeah, just – I got there in game one because they missed a land drop and I was able to – capitalized but i don't think i resolved a spell in the next two games i just just he just counted everything uh <laughs> played flash threats in, and killed me with them so uh, sorry i did resolve some spells uh i boarded in some uncounterable spells and then he just dealt with them with his removal so yeah um it's uh, or whatever yeah so 
uh, great choice. Really, like, you know, good matchup for Auto uh, for the finals there. And uh, they, they took it down. They are our inaugural Explorer one day event winner. So well done, Autolycus. Deserved yeah, very, winner. Very cool deck. Like, this was a deck that was around in, in standard. You know, it's playing. Like Nissa, who shakes the world, Nightback Ambusher, Frilled Mystic, Brazen Borrower, that sort of thing, and and then just a, a suite of probably upgraded counter spells. You know, you've you've got Growth Spiral, which is one of the the best cards around, but you get new cards from from the newer sets that we didn't have back in standard. And I've got to say, I'm a, I am a fan of playing re, uh, Rewind. He's got three three Rewinds. That's a yeah, smash me with it's it. It's a good yeah. effort. Uh, and when the, a lot divide of divide your... by zero package was great as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you've got like. Memory Deluge, which costs four, and Frilled Mystic, Nightpack Ambusher, which also cost four. Rewind is just perfect because you can counter their spell, untap your lands, and then still flash in your, your Nightpack Ambusher. So, yeah, very, very, very cool and, and work quite well. So, uh, good effort by Autolycus. What did you see? Like, we, uh, we both played 20k blue. Uh, I, pl- I played and Wunga Sith. I played Wunga Sith in the first round and I, I got off to a flying start. Game one was like, "Yep, my deck just went off." It's like, "Sweet, this is what this is why I'm playing this deck. This is what I want to be doing." And then I think I mulled to four in game two, and then mulled to five in game three. So Oof. that did not go so well. Uh, and then twenty k blue on the Boros aggro just absolutely smashed my face in just really quickly. And then I played, got to play Debroom, which was the first time I've ever played against Debroom in a Beans event. We've never been in the same group for the the leagues in over what three or four years that the debrooms yeah that's in our crazy leagues. yeah yeah and uh yeah he crushed me <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so, but yeah it was cool to see the um the energy deck uh, like debroom's been a fan of of you know pamela and and the the energy cards yeah, uh, yeah. for for a long time so not surprised that uh he busted those out and obviously did some work got yeah. got got at least a win um, yep. to check the uh, yeah, the I think he just got standings. the one win. I think he just just beat me. That was it. But uh, yeah, his deck certainly did what it was meant to do. And then uh, faced off against Sarah Soldiers. So I don't know what happened with Sarah Soldiers. We're talking about it on the uh, on the stream. The last two one day events that we've run, I think Sarah Soldiers has either taken them down or come second. And uh, yeah, this time dead last Sarah Soldiers with a with an zero and four. So maybe not maybe not an explorer fan or maybe just a historic specialist. But yeah, she was playing the uh, Azorius Flyers. No, no, and, that. Uh, uh, I mean, no, that, sorry, not Azorius Flyers. Uh, it was the, the Naya tokens. Naya tokens. Yep, yeah, sorry. And I think the like game one, it was like she was on like fifty life or something like that. And chat's just like, yeah, no, you, you're dead. You got no chance. Of I think this. we put a poll in, and everybody 100 yeah. percent said that you were going to lose. <laughs> yes, yeah, actually, that's right. And then, uh, yeah, I just had one of those turns that my deck has, where it's like Sublime Epiphany, copy uh, Gear Hulk, flashback uh, Magma Opus, like had Shark Typhoon on on the battlefield. So I, I go from basically no board to having like three or four uh, uh, Gear Hulks and a bunch of huge sharks and. Yeah, that that was enough for Sarah to go. Yeah, I've I've got a bunch of tokens <laughs> that I can't do anything with. So that was quite nice. But uh, yeah, it took took me to three games, which was uh, which was good. But yeah, it was a good event. It was a lot of fun and some really really cool decks. And and like I said, sixteen different decks. That is, I think originally we had J Mud was meant to be playing a humans list. Uh, I think a green white humans. So we would have had an Abzan humans and a green white humans, and then he. Before decklist submission was up, he contacted us and said, no, 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 I've come to my senses. I need to play something fun and uh, submitted his five-color pile. So, yeah, 16 different decks. That's uh, that's insane. Uh, yeah, absolutely awesome. And it's, it just shows, as I said before, just how wide open and diverse the format is. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of space for creativity is it, is it creativity? Yeah, I, I got halfway through saying creativity <laughs> and realized what I'd done there. So, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of space to, you know, for expression. No, that's banned. Uh, expressive iteration. But <clears throat> yeah, it's a, imagine your deck with expressive iteration. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not an instant, so you can't flash it back with, uh, yeah, with Gearhulk. Still, but still, still, still be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, you know what would happen? I would draw the top three cards of my library and they would all be lands. <laughs> yeah, but, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's still not bad. 
Yeah, it gets rid of them off the top. And then you, yeah. you've only got the three on, that's left on the top to get through <laughs> yeah. after that. So, yeah. So, but yeah, if you haven't uh, played in our tournament series and and you reckon that you're good enough to uh, take down the likes of Autolycus on Simic Flash, then there's still time to sign up for our, our next league, which is uh, coming up in a few weeks. We'll talk about that a bit later and accrue some points or even spike the league and get a spot at the invitational. So uh, please, yeah, sign up, join join the Discord. There's always a link in the show notes and you can get in on these events. Uh, worth mentioning, you know, free to enter and we gave away, what, 250 bucks worth of cash and prizes and there were some on-stream giveaways of some collector boosters as well, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're missing out if you're not part of the Beans community, let me tell you. Yep. It's uh, it's just free value that uh, that you can get your hands on. So come come and join. And yeah, speaking of that, uh, that is the next thing that, uh, like I said, Chewie, we do have our next league coming up. And for the first time ever, it is going to be an Explorer League. Uh, so this was not a decision we took lightly. You know, we, we had a bit of thought about it and, and planned things out and sort of looked at dates. But with the weird scheduling of set releases this year, Wizards kind of put us into a corner. And uh, like... We had, what was the last set? Streets of New Capenna came out in when? May? Yeah. April? Some, somewhere around there. Like, it was it was quite a while ago. And the next set doesn't come out till mid-September. So there's just this enormous gap between standard sets. And, and obviously, Wizards has filled that gap with the Alchemy Boulders Gate Horizons set or whatever. And and if, if Alchemy was a good format, then maybe this league would have been Alchemy. But it's not. <laughs> So <laughs> no, but Explorer yeah. is so. Explorer yeah. is. So yep. we've been talking about it for some time uh, about about doing a uh, a league of an Explorer, and you know we were like, you know, do we want to depart from what we've currently done and and things? But it it was really just a no brainer this time round, and I think it's been pretty well received uh, by the by the Beans community. So uh, yeah, no, if you don't like standard but you want to play Explorer, then you know a great chance to. To play for you know some decent prizes as well, it's got to be said. So, uh, yep. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, the league will actually kick off next Friday. So, Friday the twenty second of July, we'll be doing the usual live draw. Uh, we'll, we'll all jump on the on the call and Cracker will be pulling names out of Teferi's puzzle box or whatever he pulls them out of, and we'll be sorting everyone into their groups. So, yeah, that's that's. I mean, we're recording this on Thursday the 14th, so it's just over a week away, probably a week away by the time you're actually listening to this podcast. So make sure you go and sign up for that. Just go to magicbeanscast.com and you'll find the link on there. And uh, yeah, free to enter, 500 bucks in cash and prizes. We give away collector's boosters every week. I will not be streaming any of my group stage matches because the exact three weeks that the league group stage is on, I will be in Bali. So I'll be playing on the iPad or, or maybe on the phone or something like that, but hopefully one of the other beans will be streaming. And, uh, yeah, then we'll be having the usual uh, final stream where or you know, cut, cut to top 16, play the top eight finals on stream with some average commentary and some really good uh, OBS button pushing. And, uh, yeah, that'll be on the 27th of August. So pencil that into your uh, diary. And as always, we'll be doing lots of giveaways and things like that. So always a lot of fun. Explorer is an awesome format. We've been talking about it heaps lately as we just went through with the deck lists. Super diverse. You can very easily just grab your deck you've been playing in standard recently and put in a few improvements and away you go. Or, you know, grab a deck you used to play in standard in the last few years and give it some slight upgrades and, and away you go there as well. So should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, we want to see you in there and playing against us. So Absolutely. Get on next, it. Next thing on the uh, the docket is the schedule for the regional qualification series. So this is, it's being run by good games here, here in Australia. And, you know, we've, we've talked about when this was all announced that the, the various geographical regions had different people running it. Uh, I think in, in the US it's SCG, I think. No, it's Dreamhack. Dreamhack's Dreamhack, in the US. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in Europe it's a, someone called Legacy. Here in Australia it, it is Good Games. And uh, they've labelled it their 
super series and uh yeah like they, they've called the regional qualifiers super series qualifiers and things like that that's that's their sort of personal branding i guess so we're finally at a stage where that's actually kicking off like the the season started a couple of weeks ago but uh yeah it's just sort of all starting to kick off now and we've got some events coming up so we thought we probably should have a chat about what's going on especially you know the, the majority of our listeners are from here in australia and quite a few people from from victoria so we thought we'd have a bit of a chat about what's coming up and uh yeah give you you guys all the information so chewy take us away with that yeah absolutely so uh Shorty will link the uh, upcoming events in the show notes. There you go, Shorty. Let's do, do, <laughs> do write that down. Here, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the uh, the first event in Victoria where, where we are kicks off on the 6th of August, uh, but we've got some events uh, kicking off this week. I think uh, some are being run quite closely akin to like an F&M. Uh, so some of those are, are starting from tomorrow uh, at various places around the country. But uh, so check the uh, check the website, find the one or the ones near you. Uh, for us here, you know, we're based here in Victoria. Uh, we don't have any kicking off until the 6th of August. So still another three weeks or so uh, for for Victorians. Uh, others are kicking off, you know, much, much sooner. So uh, are you planning on playing many of these, Shorty? I mean, I'd like to, but the reality is most of them are on. They're they're pretty much all on Saturdays and Sundays, other than a couple that are being run as as F and M's. And as you well know, our weekends are extremely full, and uh, I'm going to be away for <laughs> three weeks yeah, of those uh, ones uh, as well. So a big chunk I, of I that. Am, yeah, I'm super keen, uh, but the chances are pretty slim. I, I think there might be one towards the end of August that uh, that is on a Saturday in a reasonable location. Uh, I think that's the one that's in like Burwood or something like that. So, um, yeah, keen for that. Uh, but we're just going to have to see how we go as we, we get closer to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really keen to get to some. And, and there's some that are, you know, on our side of town, um, you know, like Dandenong, Box Hill type areas. Uh, so I'm not prob- probably not going to travel to Ballarat or, you know, uh, even – you know, Greensboro, but, uh, I'm, I'm keen to, yeah, get to at least one, if not a couple of these and, uh, yeah, just organize play back again in whatever form is, is exciting. Uh, the format is a good one and yeah, just playing magic with, with people, you know, in person for some sort of stakes again is, is, is great. So, you know, you may be listening to us, you may be a, an arena only player and you discovered magic, you know, as one of your lockdown activities or, or something like that over the last couple of years. And you haven't had the joy of, you know, going with you know, your friends or, you know, even a friend to, to a game store. Uh, you know, the butterflies that you get, even I, I still get them after, you know, 16 odd years of playing competitive magic and, you know, trying out you're trying your hand to, you know, battle against other people and uh, do your best and actually play for something real and tangible. So uh, if you haven't experienced that, then, yeah, I can definitely recommend jumping in, you know, grab a mate or two, grab a deck, go in, go in and play. Honestly, it doesn't matter what your results are. As long as you, uh, you know, going in there with the right attitude, you're going to have a great time. So, yeah, I really miss, as if you couldn't tell, I really miss, you know, in-person paper tournaments. So I'm pretty pumped about this, if I'm honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it looks like there's 12, 12, yeah, 12 uh, that have been announced for Victoria so far that we may see some more because there are a couple of stores on that uh, that haven't actually announced ones. Uh, and they're all Pioneer except for two that have been announced so far. So there's one at Games Portal that is actually going to be modern on the uh, the 20th of August. And then there's one at Cardtastic that's actually sealed, uh, which is which is interesting. So the it's all feeding into the Pro Tour that will be early next year, I think it is. Is that uh, sound about right? Yes. And that yep. Pro Tour is going to be Pioneer. So it would make sense for most of the qualifiers to be Pioneer. But the stores have the option to run sort of whatever they want. So 
do you like do you remember what these events actually are like how how that process works or do you need me to explain it <laughs> no this is like the bottom of the pyramid right yep so yep. yeah so you do well at these uh like top 16 them or something and then that goes into the event that we've got in November in Sydney and then you get, if you do well at that you go to the pro tour is that am i correct yeah close yeah yeah pretty much so it's it's yep. usually either top 1 or top 2 from these qualifiers so these are open qualifiers open to anyone you just go you you register you pay your money and and away you go you get promos like the the participation promo is a lava spike the top 8 is a um a uh, nixos yep yeah. and then first is a foil nixos uh, and then yeah you have to check the the events vary like some stores seem to be running i think basically the way it works is each store has two qualifications to give so some stores will run one event and just the first person from uh, sorry the top 2 from their one event will qualify uh, whereas other stores will run two events and it'll just be the the top place from uh, from the two events so you make sure you check the the tournament uh, information before you go and yeah you, you qualify for the regional championships which is the big event that's coming up for us in Australia it's going to be in Sydney on uh, November 25th to 27th and if you've qualified through, then you get to play in that. You do still have to pay to to play in it, but that is the regional championships, which is like a pretty big event. <laughs> it's it's like winning, winning between, your regional championships is pretty big. Yeah, I, I think it feels from, like it feels like Nats, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's bigger. It's bigger than winning a GP, and the prize pool is bigger than winning a GP, and I think the prestige is bigger than winning a GP. And I, like even just in name, like if you're able to say. Like I'm the Australia Australian New Zealand champion. Like that sounds a lot better than I I won a Grand Prix. It from a like non Magic playing people's for a layman un- understanding. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, so I I look at this like nationals where you you know like you can't just rock up to a yeah nationals yeah. and and play. You've got to qualify. Yeah, you got to do some and, work to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's a uh yeah there's all all of the associated prestige and and pressure and and you know the all of that good stuff that goes with it so yeah pretty excited by this if i uh you know i i, I would be lying if i didn't say that i wouldn't want to get to one of these and <laughs> and win yeah, um yep. so yeah it's uh it's going to be a uh, a cool event i think yeah so, like, just for everyone's uh, reference, we will talk about this as we get closer to November, but at the actual regional championships, there will be last-chance qualifiers, which is something they do at nationals as well. Uh, but there are events that you can play in to try and qualify when you're there, and there will be a bunch of side events and, and all that sort of thing as well. So it, it will still be a huge event. So if you, if you don't manage to qualify through uh, one of these qualifiers, there is still there are still other ways to to actually get in there. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think you sort of hit the nail on the head, Chewy. Actually, going and playing paper events that have uh, like meaning and and something to really strive for, where it's like, yep, if I do well at this tournament, that I get to this thing, and then if I do well at that tournament, that gets me to this thing, and then I could, you know, I could be the world champion or, or whatever, make my way all the way there and uh, and become a, a professional magic player or, or whatever the the dream is these days. Uh, whereas just playing a random you know, just going to your local store and just playing a Tuesday night or a Thursday night or whatever event. It's like, yeah, it's fun, but it's pretty casual and, and doesn't really mean too much other than getting a few prizes. So uh, the other thing we thought we'd do is is actually just have a quick look at the Pioneer format. So we, I mean, we did a um, we did the paper stream a little while ago. Uh, when was that? Was that last week? Last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. before the last podcast, yeah. And other than that, we haven't played much in Pioneer, and you'd never played <laughs> Pioneer up. Those up games I played point. on stream, apart from three games that I played with Cracker before we, you know, turned the cameras on. Yep. That was absolutely the the first games I've played. So, <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So Pioneer does have a bit of a defined meta game in because, as, as we mentioned before, it is being played on Magic Online. So there are you know, weekly challenges and, and leagues and, and all that sort of stuff. So we do get a bit of a, a proper defined metagame. So take us through, like, we're not, we're not going to go full really deep into 
the Pioneer metagame, but we can have a bit of a chat about sort of the top decks and what people are likely to see. So give us a bit of rundown on, on a few. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Mono Green Ramp, you know, we've mentioned Nykthos a couple of times uh, throughout the course of the cast, so it seems like a good spot to, ca- uh, to start. So you've got uh, Elvish Mystic and Lanoir Elves as well as uh, Sylvan Caryatid to absolutely just ramp really, really hard, uh, as well as uh, Kiora, Behemoth Beckoner, lets you get you know extra value out of your Nykthos. Uh, you've got Old Growth Troll, who not only just becomes like a pressure on turn two, but powers up your Nykthos. And uh, you've got Storm the Festivals, you've got you know, a, a Khan, the Great Creator, package as well and cavalier of thorns does a great job of beating face so just you just want to ramp into giant things and khan lets you you know uh cash in the the mana that you've got and there's just like a whole uh you know swath of super powerful artifacts everything from tormod's crypt and dark steel citadel up to the great henge uh in in your sideboard so you know, you're almost pre-sideboarded in that sense. And uh, yeah, you just ramp out a lot of big things and just Khan lets you not just cast one big thing, but, you know, a big thing every turn, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I think that is a, uh, a an awesome deck. Uh, an old favorite of ours, Shorty, I mentioned Thing in the Ice earlier. So you get, you get Arc Like Phoenix with Thing in the Ice. So, so you've nice. got... You, yeah, it's the thing, thing in the nice, right? Yeah, so strategic <laughs> planning, uh, pieces of the puzzle, um, is it charm? Uh, consider all of these ways to get things uh, in, get chickens into the bin, as well as the uh, the thing in the ice to you know clock the, clock people and, and control the board really, really well. So it's 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 bin chickens. We 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 know about it. Uh, it's it's a deck that is it. I'm, it's on my short list to play, uh, but it's certainly something to be aware of. Uh, mono red's a thing. Uh, Bant spirits uh, or mono blue spirits uh, powerhouses in the format. There's some great control decks in Demir and Espar. There's mono red, uh, and then there's some you know. And I mentioned, I think I mentioned Eidolon of the Great Rebel at some point earlier in the uh, in the cast. That's not what you want to see when you're trying to play Arc like Phoenix, but the the mono red list, Shorty, it's got a lot of powerful cards like Monetary Swift Spare, Burning Tree Emissary, Car Reserve, Annex, Bone Crusher Giant, Torbrand, Embercleave. There's so many, uh, so many powerful red spells here. Like it's, uh, yeah, I'm sure that it gets you, uh, pretty pumped up. Kamano Faces, Kakazan, you know, there's, uh, is it, is this where you'll be starting? Do you think? Uh, it's it's very good, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, it's not actually that different from what we have on uh, on Explorer. Like basically, the only card that's in here that we don't have in Explorer is Island of the Great Rebel. Uh, oh, and and Swift Spear, which uh, like the the list I'm just looking at now only only is only running two of them. Eidolon is a is a very very key card in in this in the mono red list and it, it's a card like uh, we might actually sort of read just a, a few of these cards because they may be cards that particularly our arena only players have not even heard of or even know what they do so island of the great rebel is red red for a two two an enchantment creature spirit when a player casts a spell with it says converted mana cost it's mana value three or less uh island of the great rebel deals two damage to that player so on its face it's dealing damage to both players, so it can certainly do a lot of damage to yourself. But when you're the aggressive deck that's already putting the pressure on, just forcing your opponents like, "Yep, every spell you cast that's three mana or less, you're gonna cop it in the face." So uh, it it adds up a lot, and then with all the rest of the pressure that you're putting on on the players, it's uh, yeah, it makes a big difference. So. Uh, very cool deck. Uh, uh, yeah, would certainly be a good place to start. Is reasonably cheap as well, although Eidolons have certainly jumped up a fair bit in value. And uh, it, but yeah, other, other than that, it is a, a pretty cheap deck and, and a good place to start. So um, yeah, and uh, certainly a deck made, you need to be aware of when you're building your own deck, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Uh, I know Cracker's pretty excited about the hidden strings combo. So uh, I'll bring this one up because it's kind of like the absolute opposite of mono red, which is really linear, <laughs> really direct. And then if you don't know what the hidden strings deck does, you're like, what is this pile of cards? <laughs> so it is a, uh, a combo deck that uses Lotus Field to just uh, get an absurd amount of mana really, really quickly and uh, basically win with approach of the second sun out of your sideboard. But, you know, you just have an enormous turn to do, you know, insane stuff, uh, including, you know, early uh, emergent ultimatums. And, yeah, you've got this toolbox sideboard because of, you know, all of your uh, ways to get uh, things out of your uh, out of your sideboard like masterminds acquisition and and the likes and yeah <laughs> any deck that plays omniscience is going to be a uh, <laughs> a hit with me yeah. so yeah this, that's this, this uh, is the the deck that basically has one win condition in the single approach of the second sun in the sideboard i mean i guess you could win by attacking with a leer or your vizier or your fay of wishes but that's pretty unlikely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a one-trick pony, but it's a difficult pony to interact with, and it's a uh, you know it can it could just go off quite early with the uh, thespian stage and the uh, the lotus fields to just yeah get ridiculous amounts of mana really really quickly. So yeah, interesting interesting deck. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure. I could play this for a whole tournament oh, without no, no you know chance. my brain exploding. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting though, uh, and I guess yeah, one to be aware of. Something that I could probably see myself playing for you know a, a full event would be something like uh, a Rakdos midrange deck. I I don't know if it'd be you know I'm not excited about this deck from a you know it does really cool stuff, but it, it's it's powerful like. Blood Tithe Harvesters, Croxers, Tenacious Underdogs, Bone Crushers, Graveyard Trespasser, Kalatas, yeah, Chandra's that's a, that's Short a, a big one that we don't have currently in, uh, yeah. in Explorer. Uh, so, for, again, for, you know, arena-only players or some people that, you know, may not have seen Kalatas since uh, this uh, legendary vampire warrior rotated out of standard, uh, it's a – is it Kalitas or Kalatas? Kalitas. Yeah, I, I say Kalitas, but – Kalidus, that's fine. I also say Shaman, so don't listen yeah. to me. <laughs> oh, I, he, this one's, you know, Ikoria, Ikoria. I think yeah, just yeah. depending on what precedes it in my sentence, it, it comes out different. So two black black for a three four with lifelink. If a non-token creature an opponent controls would die, exile that card and put a two two black zombie creature token into the battlefield. And then it's got an activated ability of two and a black, sacrifice another vampire or zombie. Put two plus one count plus one plus one counters on Kalidus, Kalatas. So uh, it's an engine in in one card. So it's graveyard disruption uh, in it, in its own way. If you know things going from the from the battlefield to the bin, they get exiled. Uh, three four with with lifelinks good against mono red, and it grows. Uh, so and you can sacrifice things like tenacious underdog uh, to. To it as well as the, the zombies that it creates and it's paired up with you know all the aforementioned creatures chandra then you've got fatal push and thought seize and dread bore and of course you got fable of the mirror breaker uh in in this deck as well to uh in and you can discard croxa and tenacious underdog so this deck seems really really cool uh, uh in its you know just sort of mid-range aggressively slanted uh, creature deck that's got some really, really powerful spells. This is a deck that I could definitely see myself registering for a tournament. Yeah, I can see you playing this. Yeah, like the the key cards, again, 90% of this deck is currently in Explorer, but uh, Kalidus is super powerful. Like when that was in standard, it it really is a house and, yeah, aggressive mono red decks do not like that spell dreadball is another big one which is a red black for a sorcery it's just destroy target creature or planeswalker just straight up really good removal and then urborg is uh is another card we don't currently have a, i don't think we have in uh in Explorer, no so. i don't believe so urborg's the land that makes all your uh, makes each land a swamp so 
sort of fixes your mana a little bit and, and then does have other other uses every now and then when you need lots of black mana but yeah do we have corrupt yeah, i don't think we do no. uh, i don't think so no uh, we've seen the rakdos mid-range decks in in a bunch of different formats and they are super super powerful yeah there's so. mid-range there's sacrifice there's yeah uh, sometimes they splash a, a third color so yeah absolutely yeah what else what else jumps out at you um i mean we've got spirits in a few different styles which we played on stream the other week so you get like a mono blue spirits that's basically the same as what we've got in in arena in explorer at the moment but we've got mausoleum wanderer as well which is a, a one mana one one that uh, gets bigger when other spirits come in but it, its main abilities you can sack it and counter an instant or sorcery spell uh, unless its controller pays x where x is its power so usually it's just four spike counter unless they pay one but you can flash in another spirit to make it a little bit bigger or if it's got you know like if a session or yeah or a supreme phantom that's a lord something along those lines then all of a sudden it's a basically a free mana leak and uh yeah it work, works quite well so that deck's pretty good but then there's also the bant coco version because another card that we are definitely missing in explorer is uh what's called spell queller the uh, the one white blue two three flash spirit with flying when it enters the battlefield exile target spell with converted mana cost or mana value four or less and then when spell queller leaves the battlefield the uh, the owner of the card can cast it without paying its mana cost so this was a really really powerful card in in standard particularly with collected company where you can just you know, your opponent casts a spell, you Coco, you hit a spell queller, you exile their spell, you, know, you hopefully hit some other creature as well. And yeah, this this card is so good. For those who may not know about it, before we got the free uh, spells like, you know, Grief and Fury uh, in Modern Horizons 2, this was, this was a, a, you know, modern playable good good magic card in, yeah, 100%. You know, in, in that older format. So it's uh, yeah, it's a... Really, really powerful. So definitely an upgrade to the uh, to the blue white or the bant spirits list there for sure. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it's something to be aware of. <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely when you're building your decks. Yep. Uh, just wanted to go back to the mono green list that you started with there, Chewy. Just something to point out to to some people. So Nykthos is is a card we've mentioned a bunch of times tonight, but you may not have seen it before. This I think you've probably played a bunch of this. No, never, before. never no, put a Nykthos into the battlefield okay. ever. Right. Well, it's a, it's yeah. yeah, it's just a legendary land, and it taps for a colorless or a generic, and it has two and tap, choose a color, add to your mana pool an amount of mana of that color equal to your devotion to that color. So devotion we've seen in standard in the last couple of years on on arena, it's just counting up the number of mana symbols of your permanence. So a lot of the creatures that you're playing in this list have like old growth troll is green 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 cavalier of thorns is two green 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 uh you know you're playing random oath of nisses and wolf willow havens that just sort of hang around on on the battlefield so once you're hitting a devotion of four or more you're making more mana and and it's not hard with this list to tap nykthos and make eight ten 10 mana sort of thing and then when you're able to untap that land with kiora which is has a minus one of untapped target permanent it goes off and you can make a ton an absolute ton of mana this deck i don't know if you know Chewie, but this deck actually has a combo built into it that is convoluted really? i'm not i have i'm not going to try and explain it but in the sideboard there is pestilent cauldron and you're not casting it for the pestilent cauldron side you are casting it for the restorative burst Side of which it, is which return is, up to two target creature land and or planeswalker cards from your graveyard to your hand each player gains four life and then exile this okay yeah so there's a combo you can do with like multiple kioras and like two, i think it's like two kioras a khan so khan can fetch pestilent cauldron and then you can basically just re- recast a bunch of things like re-keep keep recasting your kioras and untapping your nykthos and just so it's not an infinite combo but you can yeah um, well, you can, you can have just make one like enormous turn yeah, yeah I, I can't remember yeah. how it actually wins <laughs> there's, there's something in there that's uh that actually makes your opponents die from doing that but yeah there's a there is a combo it's it's quite uh, convoluted but uh yeah it, it definitely is in there and, and it'll be one of those things that happens to you in paper and it's like uh trying to explain the kci combo to people and, and they just kind of glaze 
get that glazed look in their eyes and go, yeah, like, okay, I'm I don't believe yeah. you, but you sound convincing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just say it with authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, that's uh, – I can – I could see Polywaffle sleeping that deck up just quietly. He so, does like casting yeah. big green spells, so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, have those for us. Yeah, so one one last deck that I would like to to call out because this is a deck that I want to be good and I I would love to play, and I know Jmud would be all over, uh, which is the Niv Mizzet Bring to Light deck. So it's uh it's got a companion of Gigantha and Caryatid Valky. Uh, it's got Niv Mizzet, Scarab God. It's got some, uh, Omnaths for value. Uh, and then some absolutely just powerhouse, uh, spells. This is just like, there is no Blood Moon in this list, in this format, and I'm taking full <laughs> advantage. So, you know, Abrupt Decay, Dreadbore, Growth Spiral, Vanishing Birth, Verse, uh, Colligan's Command, four copies of Bring to Light. The craziest mana base you've ever seen. I think like Frank Carsten just, you know, wakes up in a cold sweat thinking about this mana base. So yeah, just like this value, you know, trade one for one, trade one for one, playing Niv Mizzet, refill my hand, just outgrind you whilst I'm, you know, Scarab Godding, Omnathing and bashing with my 6-6 six, six flying dragon. So really cool. I want it to be good. I, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's going to feel like the best deck or the worst deck, depending on how well you draw your colored mana. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to get got to get a little bit lucky. But yeah, bring to light is another one that we haven't seen in uh, Explorer yet. So this is three green blue for a sorcery. It has converge. This is from BFZ, I think. Uh, which is search your library for a creature, instant, or sorcery card with mana value less than or equal to the number of colors of mana spent to cast this spell. Uh, exile that card, then shuffle. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. So if you just pay it straight up for its cost, you know, if you've only got blue and green mana and you pay it for, pay it for five, you're going and getting a creature, instant, or sorcery card with mana value two or less because you've spent two different colors. But this deck is all built around five colors. So, I'm assuming that your aim is to bring to light and have five colors so that you can go and get your niv Mizzet. Yes. Or Scarab God or whatever, you know, one of these powerful five mana creatures that you've got and, uh, yeah, then cast it for free without, without paying its mana cost. So we've seen bring to light decks in modern, uh, like there's bring to light scape shift decks and, and a few other different bring to light, uh, combo decks that get around so it is a very very powerful card and uh yeah something again something to keep an eye on and, and it can be a super powerful deck but can also just get completely run over when it most of its lands come into play tapped and you're playing mono red and just smashing them before they get to do anything so yeah exactly yeah. but it's the the deck's just cool <laughs> yeah yeah very cool yep and yeah. pioneer is very, very much like Explorer. Like if if you go down through the lists on any of the metagame websites, there is just so many decks and so many of them are, you know, they're not all tier one, but they're tier two and they're, they're definitely playable and you can absolutely win. And a lot of them are based on old standard decks that, that you used to have. You know, there's, there's even Greasefang decks and things like that in Pioneer as well. So... Yeah, should be cool. Should be a cool format to play. There's there's a couple of different versions of Jeskai Ascendancy combo, which uh, which I'm keen to play. But uh, again, I don't think I could actually play that for a uh, for a full tournament. It's just a, a bit of fun to play every now and then. But uh, yeah, cool format. Get into it. And uh, yeah, if you want some help or some advice on lists to play or or tuning your deck or anything like that, then yeah, jump into the Pioneer channel in our Discord and have a bit of a chat in there. So. If you were to be playing one of these upcoming ones, you know, in the next couple of weeks, Chewy, and you had access to all the cards, which you basically do with Chris, what are you playing? Uh, if I didn't have access to Chris's extensive card library, I would probably play the Boros Aggro deck because it's super cheap to build. Uh, we didn't talk about that, but it's the, you know, 10th District Legionnaire pump spells deck. Yep, yep. Uh, my starting position would probably be... Phoenix, uh, and I'd probably try to work it out from there. I might try to port the uh, Transmogrify deck from Explorer <laughs> in and, and waste a bunch of time doing that. But, yeah, so I 
Phoenix, then I'd probably get sick of losing to Rest in Peace and settle on the Rakdos mid-range list. Yep, fair enough. Uh, I also would start on Phoenix. <laughs> I haven't cast a thingy in the eyes for so long, and I really want to. So I would, uh, I would definitely be running Phoenix. And yeah, if that if that was not going well for me, then yeah, I'd probably just jam Mono Red because it is quite good in uh, in Pioneer. So so let's do a deal. Let's do a deal, Shorty, right now because yeah, we've been to a lot of tournaments together and prepared for a lot of events together, but only really twice we've been on the same deck yep let's start with phoenix and and let's let's see what we can do and yeah like work on it tweak it uh learn from one another and let's see if we can get get a w between us sounds good Top, top two qualify for the regional championships and we'll yeah, just make I'll, sure look, those I'll scoop top you if we're both in the final I'll, I'll scoop to you okay <laughs> so done sounds good all right so that's going to do us for this week uh, hopefully you enjoyed the episode and, and got something good out of it but uh yeah just need to remind you on the way out the door that it is only a week basically until our next league kicks off so go to magicbeanscast.com find the link for the explorer league and join that because it's going to be a stack of fun i'm really looking forward to that one uh if you are playing in our events or even if you're not you want to be in our discord because that's a, a really good place to be really awesome people in there really cool community and uh yeah we just love hanging out in there chatting to people and if you are playing in our events you need to be in there anyway to get everything organized so come and join us in there there's a link in the show notes for the merch store where you can buy some hoodies t-shirts mouse pads mugs whatever else you want to buy with the magic beans logo on there so go and check that out because any money that we get from that just goes straight back into the prize pool for all the different things we do Speaking of the prizes and the prize pool, a lot of that comes from Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. So just go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. It'll take you straight to the Facebook auction group and you can join up to get a deal on their daily auctions. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all those places where Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast. So search us up and you'll find us on there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Peace Inc. And Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. Very good. So thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there and we will see you all next time.